You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Tons of turkey, stuffing. Stuffing's my favorite part. Whoa. (laughs) It's good to see you guys. Um, So we're talking about rebellion, clearly. Um, So if we look back in our lives, um, especially us adults, um, it's crazy to think I'm an adult now, but (laughs) it's still crazy to think about, but we have all been some way rebellious. And that's the title of my sermon. It's, we have all been rebellious some way. It doesn't matter when, doesn't matter how, we have all been rebellious some way. Um, if we were being honest with ourselves, at one point in a time or another, we have been rebellious. Either we snuck out late and went to a party and did tons of stupid stuff. Sorry for saying stupid, but I was one of those. I went to parties. I didn't care what I did. I did a lot of stuff that I'm not proud of. Or simply just did not listen to our parents and disrespected them. That's being rebellious. We all, in some way, has, have been a rebel. I believe that the three greatest things for healing of a relationship are love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Um, here a father and a son, David, Absalom, both of whom loved each other, but they died as enemies. It didn't have to be that way. I'm sure some of us can admit that we have some, had some damaged relationships in our lives, or even right now. Can we learn some lessons from the story of David and Absalom? My point, my number one point is, uh, point number one is, do we care more about our reputation so turn to me, or turn to Second Samuel chapter thirteen, verses twenty to twenty-two, and I'm reading out of the ESV. Uh, it says, "And her brother Absalom said to her, Has Enam your brother been with you? Now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this to heart.' So Tamar lived a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. <clears throat> when King David heard of all these things. He was very angry. But Absalom spoke to Annam, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Annam because he had violated his sister, his sister Tamar. Now what it says, now hold your peace, he's basically saying, hush, don't say anything. Be quiet. Um, Annam was David's oldest son. Um, Absalom and his sister Tamar were born of a different mother than Annam. Annam, who burned with lust for his half-sister Tamar, tricked her, and raped her. Because of his powerful, powerful position as the legal heir, nothing was done about his crime. How crazy is that? Now, if we turn to 2018, something probably would have gone. This question by Absalom indicates that Adam was known for his wicked practices. Notice I said wicked. <laughs> to, to the point that it was dangerous for a modest woman to be with him. Very wicked. <laughs> Uh, Absalom cared more about, our repu- about his reputation. If we go back to our high school days or middle school days, or if you're on high school, if you're in middle school, there were cliques, right? We were in cliques. 
I was one of those weirdos. You can ask Gio because he knew me in high school. I, I, was, I was one of those weirdos that I loved heavy metal music, but I also loved that, that, that emo, <laughs> gothic music. I was, and I was also in sports a lot. And I was also that guy that wrote poetry. Don't judge me. <laughs> I was that guy that was in several cliques. Yeah. But who can, you know, who can we relate to that? We've all been in those cliques, right? We are who we are because of the people we surround ourselves with. So whoever you surrounded yourself in high school is probably why you're a rebellious person. Um, if you know me, I call these two years of my life the rebel years. <laughs> um, at the age of 15, I left on a bus, and I went straight to Colorado by myself. I left my family, I left my, my dad, I left my brother, my sister, I left the church I was attending, who I was a parent, you know, I, I was that guy that, you know, I was a Christian, I was doing everything I, you know, I was doing so good, I went to youth camp, but I was rebellious at the same stage. You know, I was, I was saying to myself, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm doing stuff outside of church that the Christian shouldn't be doing. That's being rebellious. I cared more about what I wanted to do and did not listen to my father, especially did not listen to God at all. I wounded relationships with many people I had, especially God. So what reputation did you have to uphold? Point number two, do our actions speak louder than our words? In 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 25 to 29, it says, but the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go, lest we, lest we be burdensome to you. He pressed him, but he would not go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Anam go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him until he let Anam and all the king's sons go with him. Then Absalom commanded his servants, mark when Adam's heart is merry with wine, and when I say to you, strike Adam and kill him. Do not fear, have I not commanded you, be courageous and be valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Adam as Absalom had commanded. And all the king's sons arose, and each mounted his mule and fled. It's important to remember that he had a choice. He did it upon himself to do it to his brother. Did Adam do a bad thing? He did a horrible thing. But Absalom did justice on his own, and he striked his brother. But should have, what should Absalom have done? Go to his father and discuss how he, how he was feeling, how, what was going on. Going back on my story, I acted on a whim that I should leave home. How many times in our lives did we just act on a whim? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because I think it was cool, or I did this because, you know, it's going to get me out of, out of being grounded. It's going to get me out of being in trouble. I'm pretty sure we can almost all raise our hands. I ran away from my calling, which is important to remember. God, we're all called. And once we leave that calling, you think God's not sad, but he's, he's angry. But he shows in a different way. He still loves you. I ignored more than I listened and did not listen to my father. And like I said, especially didn't listen to God at all. How many times do we just, we, we, 
we talk to God when we want to, but we don't talk to God when we really need to. I'm going to talk to God when my finance is just horrible. I'm one to say I'm not judging because I'm horrible with finances. <laughs> if you know me, I'm horrible. But, <laughs> but then again, we need to go to God every single day, not just the Friday when we get paid and we're like, what should I do? Number three, like father, like son. In 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 33, it said, Then Joab went to the king and told him, and he summoned Absalom. So he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Don't let the word kiss mislead you. It was like greeting that they were all used to. It really, it wasn't like, you know, I miss you, son. I miss you, father. They didn't care. It was, it was, a, it was tension in the air. Like if, if you got scissors and you could cut it. I always get that from Teresa because she always talks about scissors. <laughs> there was still tension between the father and son. There was coldness in the air and bitterness towards each other. In a sense, we do the same thing to God. Not necessarily the kiss, but we talk to him when we really want him, but not all the time like we really need. Then again, we need to remember, you may have a father that wants nothing to do with you on earth, but our father in heaven wants everything to do with you. In order for us to not be rebellious, we must forgive and ask for forgiveness. And actually know when we're asking forgiveness, that's going to be the last time we're asking for forgiveness for that thing. Not just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, because that's meaning nothing. Even after, even after sending Joab after Absalom, David and his son lived for two years in the same city and never see each other. They loved each other, but their stubbornness kept them apart. It made me realize, it's like, how can you have family? There, we, we, we have family that, you know, we may not have the same agreements. We may, we may dislike some. But it's flesh and blood. Even if you don't like the person, talk to them. <laughs> See, I knew my father loved me. But at the same time, I thought he didn't want anything to do with me. The same with God. You can use it in both hands. I thought God didn't want anything to do with me. I thought my father on earth didn't want anything to do with me. It took me literally two years and moving back to Texas to actually firmly apologize to my dad. And to God. Point number four. What is weighing you down? In 2 Samuel chapter 18, verses 14 to 15, it said, Job said, I will not waste time like this with you. And he took three javelins in his hand and thrust them into the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak. And ten young men, Job's armor bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Absalom was the supposed macho man of the brothers. He was very full of himself. If you know, there's some, uh, some verses that literally talk to him in, in first person. He says, I will do this. I will be king. I will do this. How many times in our lives we have said that? How many times have we said, you know, God, I, I'm okay. I will do this. I got this. I don't care I'll handle my finances, and I won't talk to you about it. 
So what was his downfall? His pride in how he looked and, how, and who he was. Because if you remember in the story of Absalom, he had long, luscious hair. So think of a, a, a good look. You remember, remember the Titans, the quarterback? <laughs> what was his sunshine? I think I remember, it reminds me of that. <laughs> Some reason, it reminds me of that. But if you remember how he, he got caught up on the tree with his hair, his pride was his downfall. What's your downfall? My downfall was not trusting in God, not trusting in my family, knowing what I was going to do the two years, and just not listening to our Heavenly Father at all. I was a very selfish human being. I was, a very, I was very angry. I was a very angry teenager. But I thank God. Because once, once I came home, once I, once I came home and I firmly remembered, you know what? I'm being so ignorant. I have a dad that, that actually cares for me. And most importantly, I have a father that cares for me. But I'm the one running. And he's always been there. So how many times in your life can you name a moment that something huge weight weighted you down? They were like weights on your feet, and they were, you were like in seeking sand. We have all been through those moments. Either way, either from finances, from school, from debt, whatever, we've all been through those. So what's your weight? So what does this mean for us? Number one, are you willing to let go of pride and allow God to take control of your life? Are you going through a moment where, you know, you feel like you're called, you know you're called, but you want to run away? And that sounds horrible, but honestly, it happens. But you know what? You're loved. You are called. And if you feel like that's, a, that's weighting you down, I don't think I'm called Look, in people, look at everyone in here and look at me. I was one that said I wasn't called, and clearly that was a lie. <laughs> Number two, have your actions ever hurt someone? Of all the actions we have ever... Someone's password thing came up up here. <laughs> all of our actions have hurt someone before. Me going to Colorado, that broke my dad. That broke the relationships I had in my family. That probably broke many friends' relationships I had. And I thought that broke my relationship with God. But those are all lies from the devil. As the band comes back up, or whoever is coming back up. (laughs) See, I remember this time. (laughs) So what number three? What has been weighing you down? Just like Absalom's hair that could end up destroying you. Is it pride? Is it lust? Is it finances? Finances can be burdensome. What is weighing you down? At the, I was about to say at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, I know. It's because of this morning. But at, literally at the end of the day. We need to remember that we have a heavenly Father that cares for you. Whatever relationships we may, that may be broken, ask for forgiveness. Ask 
you know what? I have a father that cares for me, that loves for me, and he's open to renew these relationships. He's open to do this. So during altar, let's just ask God, what is my downfall? What is weighing me down? What chains need to be broken? Literally, what is holding you down? Let's pray.